this is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God takes its place. Let us stand in body or in spirit, ready to be shaped by its invitation for grace and justice between us. If you're able, please stand. Welcome to everyone joining us this morning in person, whether it's regularly every week or the first time in 18 months or indeed your first time. And those joining us online, you're most welcome in this place. A reminder that the service is live streamed. We gather as the summer sun fades, the days shorten and the breeze cools. As the leaves turn orange, yellow, and brown, in morning mists and autumn chill, as fruits fall and we feel the frost's first kiss, and in it we see the Creator's hand. Our young people will bring forward our harvest gifts as we sing our first hymn, Let Us Worship God, hymn 229, We Plough the Fields and Scatter.
continue with uh, prayer, but give thanks to our community throughout the months, the 18 months who have constantly given to the food bank and to the eggs we brought here today to our response to the congregation, to Moira and to Gillian for the lovely display that's been made for our harvest there. We greatly appreciate it, so thank you so much for that. come before God in prayer. Let us pray. God of creation, we come before you this day with joy and thanksgiving for everything you have given us. We come with joy for the infinite beauty of our world, for the complex nature of the universe, the wonder of a creation which can never be exhausted. With wonder, we experience the constant miracle of day and night, summer and winter, springtime and harvest, for the cycle of life and seasons which we know and which we depend upon. We thank you for the rich resources of this planet, for all who labor in many different ways, making these resources available to us. We're in awe for the mind you have given us, understand, inquire, and learn for the senses with which to see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, for the freedom and health to enjoy, savor, and celebrate. Oh God, forgive us that sometimes we lose our sense of thankfulness. We become complacent or over-familiar with the richness of creation. Forgive us for taking many gifts for granted, forgetting them, squandering them, even abusing them. God of love, granting us a fresh sense of joy and purpose, hearts that are truly thankful. Help us to recognize again the awesome riches of creation and to rejoice in the blessings which you shower upon us. O oh God, you have blessed us in so many ways. Teach us to use your gifts wisely. And hear us now as we join together as one family with all the churches across the world in the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We're now going to watch a short video from Tearfront about the planet and creation. called to creation care and see a world that's been neglected, a world that's on fire. And if we, the church, don't care enough to put it out, who will? We are in a climate emergency. Extreme weather conditions are destroying people's livelihoods. Natural disasters are leaving many without a place to call home. And people's lives are being lost. Those who contributed to this problem 
suffering the most. We don't just care because it may one day affect us, we care because it's already affecting thousands around the world. And soon, we will pass a point of no return. If we sit back and do nothing, many more lives will be lost. To do nothing is to turn our backs to our God-given duty. It is up to us as those who are called to love our neighbor to do just that. How can we claim to love God if we do not care about his creation? How can we claim to love others when we are burning down their house? We, the church, must love in action and not just word. We must hear the cries of a world in peril and use our platform to respond with the love of Jesus. A love that disrupts the status quo and inconveniences itself to bring restoration. This is our responsibility. This is our worship. Here planning this harvest as we will be as a congregation looking forward or looking at climate change and the impact that's having across the world. At harvest, we give thanks to God for all the gifts that come from the earth, for the food that's grown, for the, the farmers and other people who help grow that food and provide it for us. But we always remember people who struggle for food, and that's what we do in the collection of our food bank. In the video that we watched, we saw that if we don't look after our planet, it will cause floods, it will cause fires, it will cause a shortage of food in different places. And it's often some of the poorest people in the world who suffer the most because of how we, particularly in the West, live our lives. The video said, if we the church don't care enough, who will? And to do nothing is to turn our backs on God's love and God's creation. Does anyone know what the big climate change coming to Glasgow is called? Anybody done it at school? COP26. COP26, big climate change has been said. It's our final last chance. It's our final last chance. And as a church, we are starting to look at how we can be more eco-friendly and care for creation better because to do nothing is to turn our back on God's love and on God's creation. So we need to think about how we can be more environmentally friendly, how we can care for the environment more. So harvest should remind us that we need to love the world and we need to care for the world and we need to share the gifts that we have. Our next hymn, 233. Come, you thankful people, come.
Centre Information the Food Bank continues on a Tuesday at the West Halls. Time for 12 and 7 till 8pm. And please continue to support that if you're able. Again, we continue with an 11 o'clock service. Again, this side and the balcony, please sit the, the please sit here places so people feel more comfortable and you know the drill now for the, the middle and the other side. Sit where you please, but leave a, a space between yourself and the other households. Tuesday at 12.30 at Woodside will be the funeral service for Moira Miller. All are welcome to attend. As a result of the funeral service, we Leather is off for one week only. So this Tuesday there will be no we Leather, and the guild is postponed for one week and it will take place the following Tuesday to allow people to attend Moira's service. In two weeks' time, the 3rd of October, we revert back to our normal communion services, three services, two, uh, 11 o'clock, 2 p.m. and 6.45. So there's plenty of options to come along um, and, and celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion. And the 11 o'clock service will be live-streamed. One of our members and Sunday Club leaders, Julia Cree, is running her first marathon, the Loch Ness Marathon, which I'm told is hilly. It's not the best one for your first She's been doing a lot of training. The time she's been putting around, running around fishing, I'm sure she'll be fine for the Macmillan Cancer Support. She's fundraising, and I'll post a link on Facebook and on our website this week for anyone who wishes to support Julia and the Macmillan Cancer Support. And in a fortnight, Saturday the 2nd of October, is the final fundraising event for the new helicopter park, which connects to the Scout Hut. They've raised almost the full total. They're having an event at the Scout Hall, 11 until 2 p.m. Um, if you're out and about, please pop in there and support that community event. These are all of our intonations. Their scripture readings will be read by Matthew Alexander. Let's listen for God's word. Our Old Testament reading is Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, the maker of heaven and earth the sea and everything in them, the Lord who remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watch over, watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations, praise the Lord. And in the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 23, reading verses 32 to 42. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Matthew. 238, Lord, bring this day. Let us pray. Spirit, move among us here this morning. Disturb the soil and nourish your people with your word once more. And may they be ready to share your harvest. So be it. 
Amen. Deep peace of the running wave to you. Deep peace of the flowing air to you. Deep peace of the quiet earth to you. Deep peace of the shining stars to you. Deep peace of the Son of Peace to you. This traditional Gaelic blessing comes from a time when people could believe with all their hearts in the deep peace that came from creation. That humankind might rage and contend across borders and continents. That empires might rise and fall. That men and women might flower and die to be blown away like grass in the wind. But the running waves, the flowing air, the quiet earth, the shining stars, these things would endure unchanging, promising deep peace in their stability, their beauty, their purity. They were elemental things. They were part of the very substance of the universe. The Celts used to talk about the little book that was the Bible and the great book that was creation. And they read God in both. The instinct to worship and response to the beauty and mystery of the universe is as old as the human story itself. And this psalm is a reminder that for thousands of years, people have looked at the world around them at creation and seen God as creator of heaven and earth, of the sea and all that is in them. But the psalms also remind us of the limitations of humankind. It says, don't put your trust in human leaders, no human can save you. When they die, they return to dust. And on that day, their plans come to an end. That doesn't mean that we don't trust anyone. We live to a large extent by trusting in other people every day. But all of them, if they're wise, recognize their own limitations. The Sam is saying that we too have limits. That in the end, we, full of potential as we are, are created and not creator. It's a timely reminder because as a species, we have not been very good at recognizing our limitations with regard to creation. It's one of the most painful lessons of adulthood, realizing how little we really know and how much less we can command. The struggle to impose our will on everything around us, including the earth, causes grave damage to the environment, to other people, and to ourselves. Our tendency 
to assume that the universe is at our disposal, that it has no intrinsic worth other than its usefulness to us, has made us careless to the point of extreme culpability. And as COP26 approaches, many of our children are studying COP26 at school. How much do we know about it? We've been told, friends, this is our final last chance to save the earth. Our final last chance. And we need to act now. Prince William said in the press just this last week, in a decade, I want to be able to look my children in the eye and tell them I've done everything I could possibly do to save the planet. We need to act now. According to a recent study, the world's 7.6 billion people represent 0.01% of all living things. Yet since the dawn of civilization, we've caused the loss of 83%, 83% of all wild mammals and half of the plants across the world. We're learning the hard way that our actions have consequences. The destruction of rainforest leads to global warming. The pollution of lakes destroy localized ecosystems. The earth resists soil erosion and the loss of biodiversity with flood water. But the floods drown and bring disease in their wake. In the video we watched earlier, if the church don't care enough, who will? It's a kind of blasphemy. How we pray to God the Creator with integrity when we're so cavalier with God's creation. In today's gospel, we heard again the greatest commandment of all the commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. For most of us, the word God is an abstract concept far too mysterious to grasp. We seek to love God, revealed in God's creation. And in those people of faith, we're asked to have particular care. Care for the hungry and the oppressed the prisoner and the stranger in our land, the widows and the orphans, all who are vulnerable and most at risk. In our time, the earth, our home, is at risk. To love it and care for it is truly an expression of our love of God. What can we do 
to care for the earth, which is firmly rooted in love of God and love of neighbor. It's about starting where we are. That means starting with the small things. Sometimes the scale of the problem seems so great that it's hardly worth bothering. But Jesus told a story of how the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The mustard seed was proverbial in Palestine for the smallest possible thing you could imagine. Nowadays we might refer to an atom. So tiny that it's hard to conceive the potential they contain. The energy that's needed to take them on their journey of transformation. They shift and change in appearance. They become different. And yet the harvest is there in the seed given nurture and openness to the processes of life. And the possibility for great change in what seems something so small can be huge. And while we start where we are, we also need to go on and make connections in the wider world. We see the effects earlier of the people living at the other side of the world. Floods and fires were all part of an extraordinary ecosystem. And their actions have consequences. Not just for the natural world or here, but for places and people far away. In the way we shop, so buying locally, working for trade justice, when we shop for other things, buying ethically sourced or fair trade resources. These are just part of the way we can care for the earth. So many people living in poverty need that kind of justice so they're not forced to drain their natural resources of their own environments. Ultimately, unless we all have a home, a place of belonging, all of our belonging is endangered. Everyone needs to be safe. As a church, if we look at the people in the video and they're not moved by their plight because they don't live in our doorstep, then we're in the wrong place. We have to care for the most vulnerable in our world. Finally, St. Paul writes, when one part of the body rejoices, all the other parts rejoice with it, for we are all connected. What all our activities have in common is that they really demonstrate the art of sharing. And recognizing that we have to share this more equitably and gently, we also find ourselves sharing lots of other things, creatively in music and the arts, sharing ideas, 
sharing across the generations, sharing resources, sharing with people in the other parts of the world, sharing friendship and enjoyment. In doing so, we revalue the communal joys that so many people in society have lost. We're not individuals. We're created to live in compassion and in community, building relationships. When we do all that, it leads to a strong, loving, caring community. And people sometimes get the notion that living within limits is restrictive, that it takes away our freedom. But in fact, the opposite is true. When we take responsibility for our actions and for our care for the planet, we need to take responsibility now. When we take responsibility, we gain a different kind of freedom. We may have less things, but we make less waste. And we have more room for imagination, for creativity and discovery. And like the Celts, may we also have a wee book and a great book and find God in the Bible, but also in creation. This is our final last chance. So let's make that journey to deepen our understanding of what it really means to love God, to love our neighbor, and to care for the whole of creation. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, we pray for those who work tirelessly to provide our harvest. All whose labor and dedication enable us to share in the bounty of the world's resources, we pray for farmers at this difficult time, a time of so much change, facing complex issues and financial hardship, with one obstacle following another, leading to decreased morale and harvests. Grant your help in overcoming adversity. We pray for farmers in other lands. Deny the resources they need to cultivate their land. Overwhelmed by drought, flood, or other catastrophe. To which we contribute by abusing the planet. Our economic systems loaded against them. They're often unable to enjoy the fruits of their labor. We bring before you those who gather the harvest and land and sea. Harvest often involving danger to life, family sacrifice. Grant them skill, courage, and protection. 
We remember those who make possible the harvest of technology. Scientists, technicians, computer programmers and engineers. The skills opening up new worlds and untold horizons. Creative God. For those who help reap the harvest of minds, teachers, students, researchers and scholars striving to expand our knowledge and larger understanding and stretch the boundaries of our thinking. Grant them patience, dedication and integrity. Creator God, hear our prayer for all who make available the innumerable and diverse riches of your creation. Awaken, inspire and guide them in their work so that they may be good stewards for your gifts, using them wisely for the good of all. So God, inspire in us. Awaken our souls to this awaiting catastrophe. May we be inspired to make a difference, one small step at a time. God of grace, Bring our prayers to harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. So be it. Amen. Our final hymn, 231, For the Fruits of All Creation.
may you be the blessing. May you be the justice in the harvest, the sharing in community, the hope in the neighborhood. May your gift of self be a blessing to many. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore.